From Los Angeles, Rittrell joins The Antidote. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, and thanks for saying my name correctly. You're already well ahead. <laughs> That's what I wasn't sure about. I wasn't sure if this was going to be Rich or Rittrell or Richard. Dave, you're the man. I'm telling you. It's, this is why I love, I've always loved Canadians. I'm telling you. I don't know what it is. It's like In the U.S., people shorten it without asking to Rich. If I, if I wanted to say Rich, I would just have Rich there. It's Rich Rell, right? Okay, then I'm going to keep this on track then. Now, I always like to start at the very beginning. Maybe you could tell us how music came into your life. Music has always been around, and I don't mean that just generically. Specifically, my early memories with my father, John Relliford, with a blues guitar in his hand, singing probably, I don't know, um, baby, I ain't no fool. I'm cool. I know the root. Whatever. So I still don't know what artist that potentially is. But blues licks. He played by ear. Uh, he would invite us in to play some bass guitar alongside it. He had recording equipment well before anyone had it. Uh, then also ended up in band, marching band, symphonic wind. So was producing kind of music back on even real tape with my brother my my older brother i'm one of 11 and him and i had the music bug so forever i've been in some form of writing and, and music production so see it was just genetic wasn't it i i, I think so genetic mix with you know I, I was thinking about this other day music is powerful right it's a it's an escape as well as as a pure form of expression if you use it as that right and i believe in using the power of music appropriately what about your own recording when was the first song yeah man the first song that really I put down would have been in middle school high school it was still that space of kind of the rap uh hip-hop crossover it would have been with some of my friends growing up and i was a very different person had energy about it still but it wasn't necessarily about a a message. It wasn't destructive, but it also wasn't productive. <laughs> so it would have been, I, I don't know, pro. I had this, I had this song called Professional. I, I think my name back then was like Superfly. One of the six names I gave to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you already mentioned about your style of music. I guess if you put me on the spot, I describe you as a hip hop artist. But really, that's only part of it because in 2017 you dropped one one race and the tracks mm -hmm. on it are more electro pop than anything else exactly and if you saw by my first music i dropped it's not on spotify i need to re-release it but it's called the rich life and that was 2014 i dropped that on august 25th of my mother's late mother's birthday seven years after she passed and that even had some uh, you know, you hear me playing the guitar a bit. I do play by ear still, so I, I don't read music. But reason I'm mentioning that is that that's even more eclectic. I've always had a range of music. What makes it feel hip hop? Be, let's be real about it. It's just that I like my stuff to beat. So even if I have a guitar or a strum to it, it needs a pop. Da 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 da. You know, something has to move my soul a bit. Because again, the percussion, the drum set I used to play. The beat is kind of everything to me. I get that. And that is what comes through on your music. And oh, talking thanks. about your music, you know, I did some looking around for your music. 
And in 2019, you put out a release called The Imperfect Ones. How were they imperfect? (laughs) Dave, you're good. This is the thing. I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. I've done a number of things with my life. And I'm saying that not as a compliment either. I I don't actually think it's healthy (laughs) because nothing's perfect, right? I mean, sometimes that strangles the creativity. So I forced myself to put that out and every single song in there is not finished. Every single song is not finished. I know it. When you listen to it, you may not know it. uh, And maybe you do. So I had to, honestly, it was a vulnerable thing where I, I hadn't put anything out. I was overthinking everything. And I'm imperfect. The world's imperfect. Music, in, I think in its best form, is, is imperfect. Sometimes we can over-sterilize it. And every one of those songs were, were so it was both a vulnerable statement of saying it's all right that we're imperfect, and the songs themselves are. Some of them are one-take recordings. None of them are flushed out closer to the point that I want them to be. But I knew it was time for them to be released. And I, I put the dates next to them, lastly. So if you see on the dates, each song will be called, I don't know, uh... I think one of them is called um, Freedom, and it'll say 2013 or something like that. That's when I actually wrote the song. So imagine five, six, some of them, other more than that years later, I'm sitting on it because it still felt imperfect and not ready. I think the reason I asked about the imperfect ones is that you really do come across as being a perfect guy. I mean, here you are. You're one of those people that makes everybody jealous. I mean, here you are. You're a recording artist, an actor. And then I read your background that has also been in engineering, sales, marketing, education, ministry, leadership. It really does make it sound like life has been easy for you. <laughs> Dave, first of all, thank you. And I'm, I'm far from perfect, um, uh, but I have been blessed very much so. And I really believe whether you're listening to this in your Christian faith or another faith or not, or believing in a higher power, which I, I, I do to my core and it drives what I do. Here's the thing. The bottom line is I feel like there's a responsibility when you've been given an opportunity and or ability. So it really is an arrogance that pushes me. It took me a very long time to even release some of my music, but I was challenged by a young woman and she told me how selfish it was basically that I wasn't sharing my music. It was a paradigm shift in my mind of, of me feeling like my music is not perfect yet. It's not ready. What if people don't like it? All these things. And she shifted the paradigm and said, you know what? Your hangups are keeping other people from enjoying and being blessed and or being positively influenced by your music. And that's selfish. Paradigm shift. So I say all of that because that's what I've done in other areas. Uh, I launched a nonprofit because I looked around for a nonprofit that was radically inclusive. And and I'm not saying there aren't great ones. There's plenty of in the area of, of some reconciliation and so forth. But I for everyone. And I saw most of the movements that I saw out there were from a certain perspective. I wanted to come from a human perspective and look at any and every area that people are being devalued. And saying, I'm about that, whether it's ethnicity, whether it's gender, whether it's location, education, all that. So I'm just giving you my mentality. And thus, I launched Mission One Race and did this, that 250-mile run from San Diego to Santa Barbara because I felt called to do so. Hopefully, I'm answering your question. But yeah, so uh, it hasn't been perfect. Um, my childhood was in a one of 11. There was a sexual abuse. There was uh, uh, really, I was, football kept me out of the streets. A very, very angry young man. 
Uh, and like I said, even music back then was there was a lot more angst in it uh, because of my life changed in, in college and through the process of, of being educated and being exposed to my greater purpose and the fact that there are things bigger than us and that there is a mission bigger than us. I'm glad that you brought up about mission one race. We are uniquely the same as the banner statement for that organization. But you gotta admit that that's out of sync with society. I find each person wants to be number one. So how do you get them to change? Thank you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we are uniquely the same. It was divinely inspired, that statement. And it is a contradiction in itself, right? Because if you're saying uniqueness and sameness, how do you walk in that? And I think there's a lot of contradictions or oxymorons of life that aren't contradictory. They're just, they just challenge us. How do I both honor our uniqueness and not bury it or be quote colorblind as some people say, I don't want us to be colorblind. I want us to see the colors. I would hate for us all to be one, one color, one range, one type of anything, but how do I both land the plane in sameness and saying that genetically 99.9% of us the same. We, we want to belong. Everyone wants to be loved and everyone wants to know they they have a purpose in life. So that's what it's founded in. And it does make me an outcast. Again, another thing I'm putting myself in an outcast because oftentimes, like you said, I am a black male. I don't know if you guys noticed that through the pictures and so forth. So there's a pressure sometimes to be pro-black or to be uh, black is better, you know, or white is better or Hispanic or Asian or whatever. What if it's not about better or worse at all? What if it's about a unique expression of the similar building blocks and being able to celebrate all of it? It's not popular all the time, right? Because we are told, go for your area, your country, your city, your ethnicity. And I think the danger in that is that it goes from preference to bias, from bias to prejudice, prejudgment goes to discrimination. And then for those that decided to put in there a special type of hate, you get into the isms, right? So anyway, I'm, I'm kind of divulging a lot. As you can tell, I kind of overthink pretty much everything. <laughs> it's worth hearing. Hey, I want to flip back to the imperfect ones for a second. Even if it isn't really quite the same caliber as now, it really does have some solid songs, like Maybe. Do you want to share about that one? Wow. It's a gift talking to you. Here's the thing about Maybe. I redid that song a ton. And I still, like I said, it's on the Imperfect Ones because there was more to it. I changed a lot of it. It's one of my favorite songs, actually. Because, like you just said, it, if you listen to the lyrics, it's, again, that pressure of saying, we can't change. This is life. This is what it is. People are what they are. It's almost this deterministic uh, helplessness that people are walking around. I see them not happy and all that. And But it says, maybe, maybe we can change this. Maybe this music can do it. So I live in the maybe. Maybe I can be the person, even if they don't like particular people like me, that, that help change their perspective idea. Maybe this song can keep someone from being depressed or, or making a choice that, and we lose them to suicide, which is on the increase, especially in our country and probably all over the world. Um, just, just maybe we actually can make a difference, right? Maybe, maybe we can change. We'll see. Now that raises another question. I mean, artists have different reasons for making music. So what about yourself? What motivates you to record? Um, 
the reason I make music is one or two reasons is uh, absolutely for people. Like I believe I'm, I'm writing a, my first book right now called Mission Your Life. It's all about someone else. There's not one thing in our life that we've been given that's like technically, oh, so I can just be rich, so I can just do better, so I can just me and mine. And, and that's why folks, including myself, we can be dangerous and that can lose the joy in what we do, even if we have a purpose. And what we're about in our gift, in our music, if we start being self-serving with it. So it's always I'm thinking about how is this going to impact someone or it's therapy straight up. Sometimes it's therapy and it goes, I have to put this down. I have to speak this truth. And um, I hope somebody likes it. <laughs> right. It's like I don't even I don't even know, but I hope someone does. And, and I would put in there another layer. And I want to be clear about this, that I absolutely uh, in a person of faith, a Christian, and my music, though, there's a couple of tracks that are intentionally Christian, intentionally more faith-based, but all of it, I think I've failed if a person that isn't of the same or particular or, or faith at all can't enjoy and be blessed and moved by it, I failed. I want to be right in that in-between ground. Not that I'm ashamed of anything, not that I I want to water down my faith, anything like that. But I just don't, for me, see the point that having the us and them statement that you often sometimes see with gospel or other music, right? No matter what it is. So that, that I think there's, it's impossible to not to run into some, some of my songs and go, wow, uh, he has a spiritual conviction in, in what he's making. Like when I made this latest EP, Sunshine, there is absolutely intention about the order of what I put those songs in. I wrestle back and forth with them. Most people have that. But sometimes some artists are even more intentional about the story or the, you know, or the flow. You talked about doing full releases, but you have done singles. And I'm wondering if the song Don't Judge, Just Pray actually ties into sort of what you feel motivates you to record. You're good. You're good. It absolutely is. And you see in Don't Judge, Just Pray, I'm kind of finding my new sound. If you listen to it where you're like, it's that middle ground. Yeah, like Don't Judge, Just Pray is an important stepping stone into the singles and the ultimate EP of Sunshine. Um, yeah, it's all in the title. We spent a lot of time judging. If any of us took a snapshot of our life or someone else's life at either a low or high point, we would either think too much of ourselves or someone else or judge them and think too lowly of them. Thank goodness it's not a snapshot. Thank goodness it's a, it's a full life story. You know, it's cool that uh, you brought up about how you're finding your sound because you and I had been messaging back and forth. And I said, the reason you got my attention is that you don't sound like every other artist. And you replied, it's my unique and a bit eclectic but authentic sound. So obviously you're opinionated, so maybe I should hear what you think. Is the music scene too generic? Uh, absolutely. There's no question. I don't even hesitate. Like, I'll listen to music, Dave, and I'll crave. I'll go, where are the imperfect, slightly out-of-tune, raspy, weird-voiced like 80s and 60s do you know the range you're getting me passionate the range of like just randomness of past music of like what is that sound people would just come and i don't know i miss it and that's maybe as well why i enjoy 
Kanye and other artists like him. Or you can go to Outkast, right? Staying in the hip hop rap world, they didn't sound like other people. Miss Jackson, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, no one was doing that. Hey, y'all, where is the space in the mainstream or, or getting the attention for artists like that in pop, hip hop, and so forth? It's, it's kind of saving a couple artists, it's kind of bland. Just being honest, and I don't want to be judgmental, and I'm not, oh, I'm the only one with original sound. I think I fought for that, but I paid for it, too. So we'll see what happens here, because I hear so many times, straight up, whether it's radio, whether it's playlists, I can't tell you the the heartbreak of like, well, you don't, you're not quite hip hop enough. You're not quite gospel enough. You're not quite, it's not really rap. This my stuff, this is more edge. And I'm just saying, I'm, I have to be me. I'm a Michael Jackson loving uh, Tupac mixed with some contemporary Christian and some gospel and some, I don't know, Guns N' Roses to some, I, name it, Shania Twain. I don't, I don't care. Drake, my playlist is crazy. Always has been. So that informs my music. Well, the one thing is that for sure is that the latest from Rich Rell, Sunshine, you are definitely not bland. You'd up the caliber on this EP. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, that makes me happy. You, you want to know the one the one difference? And this is the lesson and the space I'm in in any of these areas that I'm, and I'm doing specifically in music is the same thing that I'm about, right? You talk about mission, you talk about people, is I was doing it all myself. Writing, producing, recording, mastering to the best of my ability and releasing. I still do 70, 80% of it, but there's a good friend and partner that I have to that represent that we've done other forms of creative and, and ministry type activities together, but he is a Berkeley trained, awesome worship leading producer and, and studio engineer, Ricky Lumpkin II, and we collaborated. So what I got, Dave, was tough love up front. What I got was, hey, since he, we did it with a back-end type of um, split, you know, um, I would have to bring to him a track. And this happened organically. I would record it myself, and I wouldn't worry about getting it super perfect, right? Um, but the beat, the, the song and all that, and we would go in the studio and just listen for hours. And it would be very cutthroat. Uh, that's hot. That has potential. I don't like that one as much. I'm not used to that. Like, if I say I'm doing it, I'm doing it. But I gave him the space. So there was a filtering process. And then recording, me not having to do all my own recording, him running the studio. It was collaboration. I mean, it's the song, but it was it was collaboration. So we're better together. And people often need that. They just need one more input into what they're creating. Yep. I wish I would have done it earlier. <laughs> I want to pull in an example on the title track, you flip back and forth between vocal styles. Mm -hmm. I really love that. But what do other people think? But it's, it's that first listen and, and we're having some success right now. Um, on the radio, it's starting to expand on the, on, on some of the independent stations and streams and everything else. And I think of, it's not the same, but I think of just genre moment shifts. I remember when, I'm just going to name a couple of things where I remember their sound was kind of like, what is what's going on? I remember Nelly in the 90s that came out. 
I'm going down, down, babe. No one was doing. We're like, what is he? Is he doing a nursery rhyme? Why everybody gangster rap was like just it, right? That's it. That's how it sounds, and he comes with that. And or T Pain, you know, ooh, ooh, I'm in the club, like, like, what's going on? It, there's other moments like that. I'm not trying to put myself on that level, but I think when you hear a sunshine, you're like, what is going on? You got this like kind of. Uh, looming beginning to it, right? And it, it's a very true. And then you move into the hook, and the flow hits hard, like it's more traditional hip hop. Yeah, it's a, it's a journey. Every single song, I wanted to feel like a journey. So people are responding well, but I think sometimes it takes a listen or two to say, okay, I can't just press this one and it sound like everything else, or even respond to it like everything else, because there's a depth to the song too. I wrote that. It started in a very dark place. Well, you know, there's another standout from Sunshine called Good Fridays. And that song covered more ground than I expected when it says, Good Fridays here again, in you I rise again. They'll be surprised again. Fake smiles and faker friends. Truth comes when the bitter ends. I let go and you begin. So you got to tell us our fake smiles and fake friends coming from personal experience. So deeply, it's uh, I'm almost crying right now thinking about it. Uh, it. It's back to what we were talking about, right? People want to be around when it's a party. But when you really find out who is there for you, it's when you're not doing the best or when it's those awkward moments in your life. It's when your mother's passing. It's when... The funds aren't what you think. It's when your walk of faith, right, isn't perfect. Fair weather is easy to do. Bible says, you know, a good brother is, is there for the day of adversity. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. That's where you find out your brothers, your sisters, your those that are really there for you is in those times of adversity. So that's Good Fridays. And, and you crawl to that next Good Friday and, uh, and they're surprised. But the key verse in there as well is let go and you begin. So the let go. So where the trip up point is that next point. Even if you do make it through and they're there, you know, it's fake smiles and faker friends. We have a responsibility to let that bitterness go because unforgiveness and bitterness only ultimately destroys us long term. You also get into prayer life on like 1208. (laughs) You make it really personal. So then maybe I should get you to explain how important is prayer in your faith journey? Essential. I I both believe in, at first I was very like just organically praying every day and multiple times a day. And, and then I thought, you know, why would someone pray liturgically, if you will, like, you know, set prayers and so forth like that. It, or just praying under your breath, you know, or praying intercessory prayer. And I'm saying all of it. <laughs> like, I, all of it. <laughs> I think God, I think I think our spirit responds and needs all forms of it, praying in the spirit, praying in understanding, praying corporately, praying, uh, you know, through without ceasing, as Paul talks about praying. Uh, I do have a, a flow, right, of, of, of daily prayers that I go through, but also I'm not legalistic about it. So prayer is is everything. I mean, last night, I just, it's a 3 a.m. thing. At the time I wrote this, it was 12, 12.08 is, I mean, you guys probably figured it out. It was like 12.08, I mean, 12.08 on the clock, so 12 a.m. I don't know if anyone's been woken up. I mean, uh, both good and bad moments were times you're just up. 
what's unique about this song is one of those rare moments where you wake up and it's actually not just because of the heaviness of the day or, or something that we're struggling with. It's like, man, you wake up and you've got this exciting thing the next day or God is there's a breakthrough and you just feel compelled to say, I don't deserve it, but thank you. None of us deserve it. So prayer is essential. There's times, Dave, where I say, why am I off? What's going on? And I, I'm telling you, I can't lie to myself. I also use the Bible app, right? It holds you accountable. So, so um, and I look and I might have like not had my Bible plan or something like that going. I'm behind on that. And like, maybe I didn't get my prayer. It's using my prayer. Because here's the thing. Life is going to happen. We, no matter what anyone says, we have the freedom and the responsibility uh, and the the free will to choose how we respond to it. That's a hard thing. That accountability to ourselves, because we'll, we'll all say, hey, they did this, so I did that. Or, this happened because of that. I, and I, this is me going through losing my mother. This is going through dreams crushing. This is going through uh, health issues, abuse issues. We have choices in all of it. And that's okay. We have a moment of it. But I think prayer is that thing that gets us through to where we would love to be. Jesus came in flesh and he pulled Amen. away. And what did he do? He would pray. If, if Jesus has got to download and spend time praying, <laughs> I think we might. Right. <laughs> if anybody doesn't need prayer time, it would be him. And he's modeling that not in a legalistic way, saying this is this is the way. So there you go. Like 1208 is, is critically important. And that was a gift. There's certain songs that are gifts that just come to me, just flat out. Well, you know what, my friend? I've been keeping you a long time, but I want to ask you something else. You know, earlier on, you and I talked about all of your talents. If you had to narrow it down to just one, which would you choose? It's funny you should ask that. Because I was asked that same question by a friend before the completion of this EP. And I was just given a role in a feature film. And he was talking to me. And at the time, I had booked it. And I was going to film in June. And I'm excited about it because I, I love acting. I enjoy it. And when he asked me that question, it threw me back. Almost the way you asked it, right? Like, what do you actually want? Like, if you had to choose, like, like it's, it was similar, but it was framed differently. And in my truest moment, my first love, uh, the most pure form of expression, because at the end of the day, when you're acting, you're still acting a script of someone else. And you love that, but that's still someone else. The most vulnerable, engaging, true expression of, of the diverse Richard John Relaford, a.k.a. Rich Rell, is my music. So if it all boiled down and I had to choose, and I said that in that moment. So, Dave, here's the tough part about things that happen supernaturally. I get a call. They went another direction on the movie, which allowed me to go have one of my first performances uh, live, actually, in Mississippi, South Haven. So I wouldn't have been available for that, which fast tracked me being able to finish the EP before Ricky had some other projects going. What am I saying? My point is making that choice kind of within myself, things aligned with that choice. So I'm walking in that yes and clarity right now. Music. Out of all the artistry, all the roles and so forth, uh, if I had to do this or got to, was fortunate enough to make this my, my main focus for the rest of my life, it would, it would encompass all those other areas. It would be a great lead behind. 
but what a disappointment. Just think about this. You could have starred in the film and scored the whole movie. <laughs> I love it. That was a good twist. Hey, so I'll just do my own. How about that? I'll just give with some of my producers and, we'll, and, I'll, and I'll do that. The Antidote has been here with Rich Rell. Thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate this. Thanks, Dave. God bless.